for reading. Let's start out in Matthew 5 and 14. It says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light into all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We'll accomplish one thing in this short reading, that we all give off light. You all give off influence. You all give off light. You may say, I'm too old to give off light. But you do. You give off light. You may say, I'm too young to give off light. But you do. Your actions. You know, I've seen young people here at church come up and say, Hi, how are you? They're kind, polite. Others come up and hug you. That's a light. It may be a reflection of their parents and how they have been uh, training them up. But that is a light. We give off light. Next verse concerning light is Luke 2 and 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Okay, we're accomplishing one, light. We give off light. Is your light joyful? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you grumpy? What does your light show? In our house, at one time, we had soft light. That's kind of yellow. Older people can't see with soft light. I want the daylight bulbs. I want a bright light. What does your light? Is your light show forth happiness? And that gives us our title for today. Happy to be a Christian. Anybody that's happy to be a Christian, I want to see a smile. That's fake. I'm glad we got some smiles. I, uh, I kind of got this idea a while back. Uh, someone came up to me at church and said, Are you okay? I said, Well, yeah. You don't see him yourself. I finally said, get lost. I, I wasn't happy that Sunday. No. I didn't feel good. And it shows. It shows if you're a happy Christian. I'm going to go through some reasons why I'm happy to be a Christian. And you may come up with altogether better ones. But this is the ones I've got. So that's what we'll use. I'm happy to be a Christian because my, all of my failures and all of my guilts have been forgiven. You know, if you had a list for David of his sins, then, I mean, there's not enough room on the board to put all of my sins. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What is sin? The Bible says that it is transgressing God's law. Now I'm going to get you with some sins right now. Someone in this room, besides me, has thought something bad about someone. 
someone has said something bad about them. They've said it with their mouth. Someone has done some bad things. We all have sinned. As Chase established this morning, uh, there was one person that was perfect that had no guile in his mouth. We crucified him. So every one of us has sinned. Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the Garden of Eden, whenever the serpent came to them, he said, You shall not surely die. Adam and Eve took of the fruit of the tree in the mist, and they did eat. Did they die immediately? No. But the death sentence was given then. Adam and Eve are not alive today. Each one of you received that death sentence because of sin. We're all going to die. Some of us may die today. Some of us may die tomorrow. Some next year, I don't know. But we're all going to die. And I am happy as a Christian to know that the gift of God gives us eternal life if we'll obey His will. And we're going to run through that quickly. The condition of, for, of forgiveness is all conditional. Certain things have to be met. John 8 and 24, I said therefore to you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. What are the conditions? Believe or die in your sins. That's the conditions. That's important that we know that. Luke 13 and 3 and 13 and 5, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Repent or perish. Most of you know what repenting is. Repenting is walking along, doing sinful things, and it finally comes to you, I can't do this. I'm going to be lost. And you turn around and say, I'm going to follow after Jesus. I'm going to do what the Bible tells me to do. That is repenting. The next condition that has to be met is Matthew 10 and 32 and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Conditions to be met. You confess Jesus Christ before men. And you've seen that happen. People come forward at the invitation song and they tell whoever's in charge, you know, I want to be baptized. And they're asked, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? There's a confession. It's pretty simple. And in Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Without the baptism, you will be damned. And you've seen that. They come to the front, they make the confession, we go in that room, change clothes, go to the baptistry, and they're baptized. Here's what I felt when I was baptized. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
I felt like there was a cloud of fog that just went away. I just felt like I was free. Now that was a happy time. That will be a happy time for you when you obey the gospel. Let's look at an example. Acts 8, verse 38. Now before this has happened, for these few verses, the eunuch was going along in his chariot. He was reading in the scriptures. And Philip asked him, Understandest what thou readest? And he said, How can I unless somebody help me? So as they studied about Jesus, they came to water, and the eunuch says, here's water, what does keep me from being baptized? And he said, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. He said, I believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Then here's the verses we're going to read. And he commanded the chariot to stand till. They went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. This eunuch was happy because his sins were gone. That was a happy day. And we have to be that way too because as a Christian, we have that way to have our failures taken care of and our sins are gone. That ought to make us happy as a Christian to have that benefit from Christ. Another uh, thing I thought was important for us to think about is the important things that we need as a Christian are supplied. In Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Occasionally, uh, Becky will call me, and I don't answer. Eventually, she may send me a text. Why don't you answer? And then I will text or call back. And I said, it don't ring. I don't have the cell service. We have the ability through prayer to go our Heavenly Father anytime. If you want to pray right now, you can. Nobody may not even know you're praying. If you want to pray in the car, you can. You can always have signal. And as a Christian, this is something to be happy about. If we're in trials and troubles, just pray. We can do that. What a blessing that is, that God has provided that for us. It ought to make us happy. Going along with prayers, James 5 and 16, says, confess your, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, after I was a Christian... Time went on, and you know, I was doing sins again. I wasn't walking the Christian walk. I'd went back to doing sinful things. I didn't have to be baptized again. I came before the congregation. They prayed for me and with me. 
And then all of a sudden, all them sins was gone again. God didn't remember them against me anymore. We should be happy that we have that. Number one, we're not perfect. We're going to fail from time to time. So we ought to be happy that we have this avenue to have our sins forgiven. This scripture was given this morning. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. What do we lack to be a perfect Christian? Nada. Not a thing. What if you was given a job and you needed to have a car and you need to have a computer, you need to have a printer, you need to have internet, you need to have fax machine, and you didn't? Could you do your job? No, you couldn't do it. You needed all these things. We're given everything we need and we need to be happy about that. How do I know to be a Christian? It's given to us right here by the inspiration of God. Okay, we're shifting gears a little bit. And it goes kind of along with that instruction that we had. For those of you that have not had problems in life, you're going to, okay? I promise it's going to happen. In Matthew 7 and 12... Therefore, all things whatsoever you would do, you would that men should do to you, do even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Jeremiah 10 and 23, O Lord, I know that the way of a man is not in himself, it's not in man that walketh to direct his step. We can get a book and you can learn how to do anything. And I've got a few books. You know, Dave Ramsey has a book that helps you with getting rid of debt, saving, and, and being financially sound. We bought uh, Spanish for Dummies. Didn't help me a bit. Did not help. So the answers to a problem is not in man. It's through the Bible. Another reason we ought to be happy is there's always something to do. Now, some of you may like to just loaf around, but there's always something to do as a Christian. In Ephesians 6 and 6, not with thy service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. We have a lot of things to do. Christians have a lot of job responsibilities. And I like this, this verse here. It's one of my favorites. Matthew 28 and 19 says, Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. This is what we're supposed to do. Go teach all nations. When you're baptized, we're supposed to say this. You're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, of the Holy Ghost. If you wouldn't, we need to do it again. Verse 20 teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and I'm low, I am with you always, even into the end of the world. What does the Christian do? They teach. They teach people about Jesus. They teach them 
how to live a Christian life. We teach them on and on and on. That's what Christians do. And we always have things to do. Okay? We ought to be happy because Jesus don't forsake us. In Matthew 11, we have a familiar few verses, starting verse 28. Come into me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is our coach, our cheerleader. He's rooting us on all the time. He's wanting the best for us. He's given us things to do, but it's not too much. He's right there for us. He's always there for us. Anytime you can reach out to Jesus Christ, no matter where you are, you can be on your deathbed. You can reach out to Jesus Christ. We studied this last week. Matthew 14 and 29 And he said, Come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, and he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. What would have happened to Peter if he said, You know, I'm a good swimmer. I can swim back to the boat, and I'll crawl in. What do you think would have happened to Peter? What if he said, I'm a really good swimmer. I'm going to swim through this ocean to, the, to land. I can do it by myself. I think you'd have drowned it. So when we get in trouble, sometimes we think, I can handle it. I'll do it. We've got to do like Peter and say, Lord, save me. We've got to go to Jesus when we need help. This verse was covered this morning too. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is the ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. When we decide that we want to stay in sin, Jesus is not there for us. He's not going to hear. You can holler, Lord, save me. He's not going to be there. You have to do like was told this morning. Through the reproof, say, I have made a mistake. I have failed. I'm ready to come back. And then Jesus is there with open arms. And we need to be happy that we have that avenue when we fall short. He's always wants us. He always wants us to serve Him. Galatians 6 and 2. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. As you look through the audience here today, what is everybody to you? Over in that back corner is my brother Mac. Over in this corner is my brother Brett. Brother Steve. Sister Laura, we have brothers and sisters. We're here for each other. We may not have blood ties 
but we have stronger than that. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not going to let anybody down. When somebody's injured, we're going to pick them up. Somebody's hurt, we're going to go get them. First John 3 and 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and see his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? We're not in this alone. Brothers and sisters, we're going to help spiritually. We're going to help financially. We're going to help physically. That's a commandment we have. And that should make us happy that we have such a big family that's there for us. That's another blessing to be a Christian. Probably one of the greater ones is the hope we have. Matthew 8 and 36, For what shall it profit a man if he say he if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall, he, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? How is it that a lot of our rich and famous are not happy? You know, I saw a, somewhere something once about all the airplanes that these different people had. I mean, just Unbelievable. If they want something, they buy it. You know, the other thing about it, some of them, they have to take a drug to go to sleep. They have to have a drug to wake up. They have to have a drug to function during the day. Their family life is kind of like a revolving door with different members going in and out and different wives and different husbands and suicides and all the bad news you hear. They're not happy. If money could buy happiness, they'd have bought a truckload. Why are we happy? Because we have hope. In Matthew 25 and 34, Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is going to make us happy to have that hope then on the day of judgment, he'll say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. This is what happiness is, to have that hope. The hope of going to heaven. That should make us happy as a Christian. So I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have that hope? Do you have the hope of heaven? Have you met the criteria for heaven? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? You probably do or you wouldn't be here. Are you ready to repent and walk following Jesus rather than doing sinful things? Will you come up here to the front and make the confession that you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Will you let somebody help you be baptized in the water? And then come up with that fog gone from you and the weight off of your shoulders. Are you ready to do that? If you do that, you have hope. 
If you do that, you have happiness. To be the happiest day in your life. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.